This is AgriPulse Drive Time, brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Ben Nully. Kansas City, that's the region that will be the new home for USDA's Economic Research Service and the National Institute for Food and Agriculture. Secretary of Agriculture Sonny Perdue sent an email to ERS and NIFA employees this morning. He briefed them in person about the relocation this afternoon at USDA. We recognize each employee has unique circumstances to consider, some of which we cannot duplicate, mitigate, or address. The decision is personal and the choice is yours and yours alone. We hope you'll consider staying part of our USDA family as we move into the next chapter of NIFA and ERS in Kansas City. And I want you to know I look forward to working by your side as we embark on this next chapter together. Thank you very much. Purdue adds the move should save the department $300 million over a 15-year period. Several employees stood in silent protest while Purdue spoke. One of them was ERS employee Laura Dotson. The work of agriculture needs to be carried out here in D.C. with other agencies working on interdisciplinary projects, not in a single location all by ourselves. We are not an agency that's going to thrive out in the middle, away from our partners and stakeholders here in D.C. Dotson started working for ERS in 2017. D.C. is my home. I have lived here for 25 years. I am not leaving. doesn't matter where ERS is going. My friends, my family, my community, my life is here. USDA announced last August it planned to move ERS and NIFA out of Washington, D.C., saying that a relocation would, quote, improve USDA's ability to attract and retain highly qualified staff, end quote, and place USDA resources closer to farmers. Read more of Steve Davies' story at agripulse.com. On Capitol Hill, leaders of the Senate Ag Committee told Trump administration officials the current trade climate is negating the predictable policy climate they tried to create. Spencer Chase has more. Senate Ag Committee ranking member and Michigan Democrat Debbie Stabenow says the market facilitation program and the direct payments it provides to producers to compensate for retaliatory tariffs run counter to the policy goals of the Farm Bill. Listening to you talk about, um, despite best efforts not to distort the marketplace, I mean, we passed a Farm Bill based on a thoughtful commodity title, based on risk management, uh, laying things out, and now it seems to me the whole thing's being thrown up in the air by, by, by payments that have nothing to do with what we put together in a five-year farm bill. On the trade front, committee chair Pat Roberts of Kansas says the administration needs to consider the market share producers are losing. From 2017 to 2018, the value of ag- exports from the U.S. to China decreased, despite all your efforts, 53% from $19.5 billion to $9.2 billion. For nearly a decade, China has consistently ranked either first or second in export destination for our ag products. However, in 2018, it fell to fourth. U.S. Trade Representative Chief Ag Negotiator Greg Dowd says the administration is trying to change several structural issues in trade with China. Reporting for AgriPulse, I'm Spencer Chase. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency of the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. An Illinois farmer tired of wet weather and delayed planting decided to throw a party. James McCune of Northern Illinois is throwing a prevented planting party today for his friends and other farmers. 
everyone's kind of feeling low, and it seemed like maybe a good way to have some levity to the situation, you know, and just get together. I don't know. It's we're, I think we're in the epicenter of the absolute worst prevent plant in the country. You know, I live in a township that maybe has 1,500 acres planted out of 23,000. McCune adds he still has about 75% of his corn acres left to plant. He anticipates the crop in his neck of the woods to be an utter disaster. What mostly really set people off around here was when the market went down last week and they took like 40 cents off and they had that bad week in the corn market. I think that really took a lot of guys' enthusiasm out of them because, you know, like, what the hell are we going to plant this corn for? We can barely get over $4 for it. McCune adds he will have to take the prevented planting option this year. As of Monday, according to USDA's Crop Progress Report, Illinois farmers are 73% complete with corn planting and 51% has emerged. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. In Washington, I'm Ben Nullin.